Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Low Tallest, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. What's going on? I'm a minute early. Oh, no, right on time now. Consequence Podcast Network. Welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with It's the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org Consequence and the Consequence Podcast Network Thanks as always for making your way here and checking out the series You know what to do, you like what you hear, what you see Hit that subscribe button I put out three new interviews every single week So it's a great way to keep up with all of your favorite artists Discover some new ones as well At iTunes and Apple Podcasts Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, NPR YouTube for the video versions Anywhere you get your podcast from Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with And that's me and today my guest Derek Descanio from the band State Champs We're going to be uh, talking about the new album Kings of the New Age It's the band's fourth LP Which uh, Derek's going to say finds them making their biggest statement yet I'm going to ask exactly what that means Uh, The lead singer also discussing How the band is the uh, middle child Of the pop punk scene Uh, The pros and cons of B-sides and how the album's narrator is on a bad path, but really headed in the right direction. Now, we're also going to get into the band's covers of uh, Matchbox 20's Real World, how they're not happy with their uh, cover of Shawn Mendes' Stitches being their most streamed song, but plans to cover an early Blink-182 song in the very near future. Let's do it, discussing the kings of the new age. It's Kyle Meredith with State Champs. Hey, how's it going? I like your little setup here. <laughs> it's it's just like it's my teenage explosion. I think this gets more attention than I do, which is fine by me. This is, you know, kid nice. stuff. I'm just surrounded Vint- by vintage kid vibes. Stuff. Right, right. Dude, congratulations on this new record, uh, Kings of the New Age. I mean, what what a fun record. What, um, you know, sort of an adventure that you're taking us through. You've said that um, this record is sort of your all's biggest statements so far what exactly does that mean um so kings of the new age uh is something where it's our fourth album we've been fortunate enough to be a band for you know 10 plus years now 
But um, it is us being kind of like very confident this time around. I think we've spent our lot of times being that band that's very appreciative and humble and whatnot. But I think nowadays we're very much more accepting, um, you know, our legacy and kind of carrying the torch. And we're not the young, exciting, like underband anymore. I think we're kind of like knowing that uh, we've been doing this for a long time and we've been doing it well for a long time. And we're one of our favorite pop bands to listen to, pop punk bands to listen to ourselves. So um, it's it's about having confidence. That's, a, that's the main thing with us and being excited about what we're doing still. We're just very happy to be loving the music that we're making, excited to play it for the world, show it to the world and, uh, you know, pass it along. I love hearing a band say that because never do you hear artists be like, I love my music. I mean, everybody says they're proud of their music and they like their music. But to hear you say, like, we're one of our favorite bands. Like, I remember I, I, it's been a long time since I played music, but but I remember being in high school and, and we wrote our first song. And I asked our guitarist, I said, do you think it's a good song? And he goes, well, I'd buy it. <laughs> and I thought, well, that's good enough. I'd buy it. And it makes me feel something. That, those are the main two for me. I've always said that. But it's funny, man, like, you know, we go on tour and we I, I obviously I like pop punk and I listen to, you know, X amount of bands in the genre. And I have my favorites that, you know, made me want to start being in a band, the starting line and Paramore and Fall Out Boy, Good Charlotte, all of those. But I don't listen to a lot of the new the new wave of pop punk and like, you know, the like our world of pop punk that much. So when people ask, like, what's your favorite band in the scene right now? I say stay champs. They're my favorite. <laughs> so and I, I mean, I have no shame in that. I really don't. <laughs> and you all came at such a you know peculiar time uh, in, in the genre, uh, whatever you want to say, you know, pop punk wave, maybe you're the second wave pop punk or something like that. Do you ever feel like the middle child uh, in that scene? Dude, yeah, I've never really thought about it as as middle child because we are kind of like the 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 second wave. And, and I consider that three waves, the first being like the nostalgic early 2000s. And then the 2010s of the revival of pop punk being where we came in. And then now it's on some other shit like the Gen Z new wave of pop punk and the new age, if you will. So us in this new album also is kind of like trolling the new age and saying that we are the kings of it. You know, like we'll show you. We've been here for a while. We've been doing this like for a while. Like let, let us show you how to do it, you know. The, the experience does does mean a lot. It's I, I don't know if, you know, surely by now we can see the differences in these eras and everything. And and one of the main things is like, I think I'm most surprised at how much trap has infiltrated it. And, and I don't know if that's the driving. I don't think that's the driving force, but that's definitely a hallmark of, of what's going on right here. But it, I don't know. And it's not like you guys don't try, you know, versions of of of, of hip hop or something or, or anything like that. But but why does that work so well that it does now? What is that? I'm, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure if like that being a thing now and like the hip hop influence and the glamorization and the, the flashiness of pop punk now, like where that came from. Did it come from TikTok? I don't know. Like, no. did, <laughs> like, who knows? But I, I think ultimately it's a lot of the hip hop culture and the new wave of those artists coming in and, and now strapping on guitars and having guitar, big ass guitars and drums. And does it have a lot to do with Travis Barker? Maybe, maybe that too. Um, but then a lot He's of people- He's the Lou Pearlman me, of the new scene. He totally is. And like, is that, do I think it's cool? I think it's awesome. I don't care how many artists Travis Barker works with. Can we still meme it and joke it as much as we want? 
fuck yeah. And we totally will. Sorry if I can't swear. You but, can swear. Um, okay, good. But I don't think it's a bad thing, man. I love that the, the forefront of pop culture right now is guitars and drums. That's mm-hmm. the big thing with me. Like, let's let that become a thing again. And then if eventually people like make their way around to state champs because of that, then great. Then I, then I owe something to that. So I don't really care. I don't see it as a negative thing. So going into this record, and, and as you just said, I uh, completely agree, seeing the guitars are there again. Like, oh, God, thank you. Thank you. You know, there, there was a time when I was ready to kind of put them off for a little bit, but God, have I missed hearing. And, and, and there are, there are so many new artists and so many artists that have been around sort of putting that in the forefront again. When you go into this record, is that on your mind? Like, cool, we get to, we get to do a great guitar record. What does the music get to sound like for you all? Do you even consider it like that? A little bit. I think we, we had so many, we had so much time to write and record this album being how crazy the last couple of years were and touring being shut down. Usually we're on tour and then we have like a month block here where we have to make an album and it needs to be done in time for this next tour to be released. And then you go out and you support that and there's deadlines and all that. There wasn't that this time around. We had a whole year, year and a half, almost two years to get this album done. And so we wrote as many songs as we could, but we didn't think about like, we have to like play into this new thing and like use trap beats and like do this and that. No, we didn't. We kind of just like wrote songs that we wanted to hear ourselves and that we were proud of. And if that means going back to our roots a little bit, like in kind of like we would listen to our first album and then we'd listen to our second album be like, what really worked here that we still love to listen to now? So it really came down to us and not anybody telling us what we needed to do. It was just about us appreciating our music and being proud of it. Um, but does that mean that we did take some influence like of this like new generation and like flashiness for sure. But I think um, using some of that stuff only kind of like brought out a nostalgic thing in us. You know, like for instance, everybody, but you, which is our most recent single that we just released. I think that like, cause the verses in that song have like beats like trap beats almost, but then it like hits you in the face with these loud ass guitars and drums that it almost brings me back to like all American rejects and like, uh, you know, some 41 and stuff like that. That's what I think of when I hear this, but other people go, Oh, this sounds like MGK, man. Like a lot of people could say that too. That's the point. That is the whole thing of, of Kings of the new age. It's us showing that we've been here and that we're still here, you know? So that many songs, I think you all said like around 30 songs or something, you got 11. What, what brings these 11, these specific 11 together? What makes them stand as the ones you chose? Was it, was it anything that kind of said, oh, these play the best together? I think it took a little bit of like trial and error, trying these songs, trying, and then like taking some out and replaying like a chunk of songs together as a track list. We obviously knew what the ultimate songs, like the, the big, like thick of what the record was going to be, how many songs, but, um, I think you have to think about it almost in a dynamic sense when you're writing an album and making a track list. You know, you have to kind of space out. I like to think of it like a live show almost too. Um, And we think about this the same way when we're thinking about a set list, when we play a headline show, same way when we make a track list for an album, you have the songs that are like the hands up and the head bobber songs. And then you have the jump songs that are jump tempo. And then you have the faster ones that are like circle pity, crowd surfy punk songs, and you have to space them out accordingly. So you can't have too many jump songs right one after the other. Can't have too many hip hoppy hands up songs one after the other so you have to make people people think they're on a roller coaster and that's what brings dynamic to an album list and that's my my little like secret advice to those bands putting an album or a set list together that's beautiful too i've been on a campaign once i hear about 
you know, an artist band uh, that have got, you know, oh, we wrote this many songs. I'm like, cool, help bring back the B-side. I miss the B-side. You know, if you've got those songs left over, that's that. I, I want to see them as a as as backing up another song. That's people the simple hear, thing. People want to hear the bonus tracks that didn't make the album. But sometimes, so I will agree with you. And then in some ways, I won't because sometimes you don't want people to hear the songs you didn't want to be on the album. Some people do just because they didn't have the chance to hear it and they weren't allowed to. So sometimes, you know, I've, we've been doing a lot of these like live streams and like Twitch streams and stuff like that. That's where we'll show people some like old demos and stuff, but we're not going to go put that on Spotify for you to hear our songs that we rejected on our own album. <laughs> but maybe we'll go back and reshape some of them and it turns out on another EP or another album down the road. That's not out of the question, you know? Yeah, I, and I, I think I'm splitting hairs here too because of course it has become the popular thing. You put out the record and then you put out the deluxe edition. Uh -huh. And for most purposes, the deluxe edition, those songs probably would have been B-sides 20 years ago in a, in a different you know, version of this. this yeah, it's like, the same business. kind of thing. Same kind right, of thing. Right. But I don't know. There's something special about saying like, oh, here's the single and, and here's the one song that wasn't good enough. But you're going to yeah. like it more because it wasn't there. Because it wasn't there before. But in reality, it was just a song that we didn't think was good enough. <laughs> yeah. And if you had put it on there, we would have thought, oh, that's 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 filler music right there. That's I like the idea. Now, we've been really into recording cover songs. That's mm -hmm. another thing, too. And that can a cover song be considered like a B-side or a bonus song on a deluxe edition absolutely. of an album? I think that's awesome. Yeah. So as opposed to just like throwing out like a rejected song that wasn't very cool, we're thinking about like, you know, recording some cover songs along while we're recording an album and then putting that out as like a deluxe bonus edition. I think that's just as cool, you know? So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcast and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. And looking back on that, I mean, in the past couple of years, uh, Stitches has, of course, become just this gargantuan of a thing for you guys. And uh, surprisingly, I think to me, uh, Real World by Matchbox 20, fantastic song. Didn't see anybody, didn't see anybody covering that one. You know, that was kind yeah. of a left field one. What, what, was, what brought that one on? The real world one was probably our favorite cover song we ever did and our favorite music video to ever uh, film because we copied the exact original music video in like a new way. So but real world was part of a compilation called songs that saved my life. And uh, so so we had to think about it of a song that has like a like a youthful but like relatable impact. And it's a song that I used to I used to love that my my parents used to love when I was little. I would always hear it on the radio. And now going back and listening to the lyrics and we were we were thinking about a few different Matchbox 20 songs. It was something about real world. I wish the real world would stop hassling me. Like that's something that everybody can relate to in a sense, whether it's you hate getting up for school, for work, for having a repetition of anything in your life that you want to get away from. It's very pop punk, if you don't mind me saying that it's almost like I hate this town. I want to get out of here. Um, so it, it was very easy for us to kind of put our own spin on it, but we didn't change too much. We kind of just covered it like a garage band would, but it turned out really cool. It was really fun. Talking about stitches though. 
I hate that it's our number one most. We all hate that it's our number one song on Spotify. We are on the mission. Hashtag debunk stitches as the number one song on Spotify. Please go to our Spotify and listen to any other song. Thank you for liking it. But like, let's get our own songs up there. And we will when this new record comes out. So that's that's what I was about to ask you. Do, do you hate it because it's a cover or because specifically that it's stitches? No, we don't hate that it's stitches. It's just that it's a cover song, I think. Like, it, it, I would probably say the same thing if it was Real World or if it was um, Stay the Night or, or Chicago so two years ago, because we've done a good amount of cover songs now. That one is just the most popular original song that we covered. So people find it. And I don't like it being the first thing that people listen to when they find us. It's cool for sure. And maybe that makes people go, oh, I know this song, you know, and then then they go through the catalog. So that's cool. Yeah. But with Kings of the New Age, we will de- we will be debunking stitches. I promise you. I do think you will. But that's yeah. that's got to be. I mean, I'm trying to think of the bands. There are bands out there, obviously, where they sort of accidentally became famous for the cover instead of their original. That is and I true. think I always felt a little bit bad. I mean, maybe some of them didn't mind, you know, but like sometimes sometimes it's almost like a yeah, that band's only popular because they did that one cover song. And I don't think that we are that band, but I don't want to give anybody any reason to think that. <laughs> no that's not that's no like you know that's no disrespect to any band that has gotten really popular off of doing that i mean there's some older older like pop punk bands from early 2000s in the late 90s that have done the same thing the the, the one i think of right off the top of my bat is it is a uh, alien ant farm oh sure smooth criminal right Smooth right. criminal right like was, i can't name another song. alien ant farm right song right now at no least I, I can't either yeah. movies i can think of movies that's okay but, but it's not as not even half as big as Smooth Criminal. So it's like bands have been doing that for a while. So I guess we kind of have to respect it. Maybe I just feel some type of way, <laughs> especially in the pop punk genre. I mean, since we're talking about that, you know, in the late 90s, I mean, it, and or definitely in the early 2000s, that became the thing. If you were a pop punk band, you had to cover an 80s song like that was getting your stripes right there. That was part of the deal. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That, and you started seeing it more and more for sure. Um, we love doing cover songs though. That's the thing here. I am talking about, no, don't listen to our cover songs, but we love doing cover songs. So I'm such a hypocrite. So fuck me. What else are you guys looking at? I mean, if you could, if you, if you don't mind spoiling any surprises and I understand otherwise, but, uh, but, but what are you thinking? Um, what do you you want to do? Our our next cover song is, is a Blink-182 song. I'm going to give you the exclusive on that, but I'm not going to tell you which one. Okay. (laughs) Wait, wait, can you at least give me the, uh, the era? um like no no i'm saying like early middle or late it's early it's early, early. yeah okay. it's early blink 182 we've been wanting to people have been asking us to do a blink 182 song and we're finally giving it to them none not not everyone in the band is a very big blink fan and neither was i really i wasn't a huge blink fan a lot of people have blink or green green day but and we've done a green day cover before we did welcome to paradise actually a long time ago and that's that's somewhere on the internet but uh, it was time for us to do a Blink song, and it actually came out sick. I got the master yesterday, so people will be excited to see this one. All right. I'm baited, man. I'm there. Oh. But please don't listen to it too much where it becomes our number one song. <laughs> Here I am again. <laughs> All right. Well, so with that in mind, let me turn the attention back here to uh, to Kings of New Age. Kings of the yeah. New Age. Not yeah. Kings of New Age. That's a different thing, right? That's <laughs> yeah. What would the uh, what would the New Age version of uh, State Champs be? Uh, you know, it's, it's who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I got some Inya. You got to cover Inya now. That's what it is. It's an enigma, maybe. That's even yeah, different. Right? But our narrator in this in these 11 songs uh, seems to be in a bad place, but on 
his way to being in a better spot, like in a bad place, but sort of going in the right direction. Am I am I kind of hearing that in the way you were hoping to present it? Yeah, it's trying to be relatable in a sense that like everyone's been through a lot of crazy shit, especially in the last few years, for sure. So it's it's a reflection. Kings of the New Age is a reflection on the last few years and all the shit that we've been through and how everyone can be in a dark place. And it's okay to feel that type of way. But it's also a good thing to remind yourself that, you know, we're only here for so long and we're not getting any younger. If, if you, even if you feel like you just got two or three years taken out of your life all of a sudden on the snap of a finger, we need to live every moment to the fullest, man. We're only here for so long. And regardless of ups and downs and everything, like we really need to appreciate every moment and seize every opportunity that presents itself. And that's what Kings of the New Age is. It's We've been a band for so long, we could be exhausted by it and we could hang it up because of the last three years that were taken from us, but we still love to do it. And when you love something and you're proud of it and you know you have your mindset on something, you have to really go for it and put everything you have into it. And that's um, something that I think a lot of people will be able to relate to, at least in, a, in some sort of sense, you know? If I think about it as a, as a journey from you know the beginning of the album to the end in the, in the album way, uh, some minds don't change. Is that a bit of just the acceptance, like you can't win them all? It kind of. And that one is the only song that's like has a little bit of a slower, like down tempo, almost ballady to it, which kind of like goes against the fact that it's like, yeah, some minds don't change. Like either way, in the end, you can you can try as hard as you want, but sometimes you're just not going to get the girl. Sometimes you're just not going to end up the way you are. But that's okay. It's the journey. (laughs) It's the journey of getting there, man. It's at least knowing that you put everything you had into it and, you know, you, you you went for it. You can't say that you didn't try. You miss the shots that you don't take, right? Right. So what is uh, what is Faking It commenting on then? Fake It, I think, is our like pandemic song. Uh, Fake It is kind of like a during the pandemic. It's like it talks about like um, hanging out in parking lots. And it was a summer that you did not think was going to be the best summer ever. And in the end, we're all just kind of like we're waiting and we're so excited to get back to normality. So it's embracing and glorifying the idea of just getting back to seeing people, to just having a normal day of like hanging out with friends and going to a job. And it talks about a thing called a Monday smile in that song too. I thought that was a pretty cool lyric, like right, right through to that Monday smile where it's just like, we're happy to just at least have some routine back in our lives. And like, that's what fake it's all about. It's, it's, it's great that you can take something that I don't want to paint the wrong way. I was about to say mundane and it's not that, but simple. And, you know, kind of amplified into something as fun uh, as a track like that. It's it's funny, too, because, you know, you can relay something as simple as that, but people are going to relate to it in in some very, very unique, specific ways, which I love to see, too. When fans Mm -hmm. come up and tell me a story that, like, is so outlandish of why a song relates to them. And I'm like, that's not what the song is about, but right, right on, man. That's fucking awesome. Like, that's what I love to hear though. I love to hear everybody's take on a song and how it affects them and how they can relate to it. Uh, well, the, uh, the great moments are all over the record. Uh, you know, I think one of the tricks that I'm surprised more bands artists don't use is um, the phrase out of my head, because that's like catchy every single time. If you put that in a song, you're going to have a great hook. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. And uh, we kind of embraced our inner earwormy pop punk. That's very obviously the out of my head is very much like our our take on an old school Blink-182 song where it's just jam something that's catchy into your head over and over again until you can't get it out of your head. So it is a very literal song. Right. In in a sense. Yeah, man, I, I love it. Congratulations on this record. Kings of the New Age. Again, 
total fun record at the perfect right time. Uh, absolutely will debunk stitches from being. I hope so. Thanks for, <laughs> Thanks for listening to my TED talk about that. Everybody listening. Derek, <laughs> thank you so much. Stitches. Yeah. Thanks so much, dude, for taking the time to talk about it too. It's been a lot of fun. All right. Thanks a lot for having me, man. All right. We'll see you around. Take care. My thanks to Derek. The new state champs record is called the Kings of the New Age. Big thanks to you as well for checking out the episode. Before you get out of here, I do hope you hit that subscribe button. Again, I uh, put out three new interviews every single week. It's a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, NPR, YouTube for the video versions, anywhere you get your podcast from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with... Then after that, head over to WFPK.org. It's where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern. An hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, and bonus interviews. Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the social media spots, mostly on Twitter. You'll also find me also on occasionally, at least, on Instagram and Facebook. All three of them, at Kyle Meredith. I do hope you like and follow along. That does it for another edition of Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. I got 20 in me for sure. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Hey there, it's Kyle Meredith from Kyle Meredith With. After you check out the latest episode of my show, uh, be sure to check out some of our other great programs on the Consequence Podcast Network, including Standing BTS, a bi-weekly podcast covering all things BTS and ARMY, and The Opus, Consequence's original documentary podcast exploring legendary albums and their lasting legacies. So head to Consequence.net to listen to these podcasts and many great others. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.